This is the Yoga 360 Podcast. We bring you knowledge, inspiration, and resources to help you live your best life. We connect with students, teachers, and experts from the community to both educate and have fun conversations from the heart. If you enjoy the benefits of yoga, value your health and well-being, and enjoy connecting with others, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yoga 360 Podcast. I'm Steve Cotton. I'm Karen Amy. Tonight, Karen and I are doing another shorter posture-based episode, and this posture tonight is frog. Yeah, one of my favorite postures to practice and to teach. I want to start off really quickly by saying, I know you usually modify this shape, Stephen. Do you? Yes, because it's one of my least favorite postures. Okay, I was just going to say, like, do you actually like the posture no, once you make those no. modifications? Okay. No, I don't like Good posture. to know. We'll get more into why as we move through the episode, <laughs> I'm sure. But that right off the bat, I love it. Stephen, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get going. Okay, so what is frog? Frog pose, just like usual, I'm going to pretend I'm teaching it. So I have people start on all fours. From there, flex your feet, bring the inside edge of your feet to the mat, and then spread your knees apart just until you feel a stretch to the inner thigh and groin. Keep your hips over your knees the entire time rather than moving forward or back. And start by bringing your forearms to the mat and softening your chest towards the mat. If you're comfortable, bring your chest all the way down to the mat or a prop, uh, and you can start with your arms in a cactus shape or stretch them towards the top of your mat. What is this pose similar to? So this is one you're actually Googling before class, and Stephen was experimenting with them because Google compared this to uh, either Bakasana or Mandukasana. (laughs) And they are two very different postures. Um, You will see them from time to time in vinyasa um, or modified versions, but really frog is kind of a class all on its own when we're talking about it in the yin tradition. Okay, so what is the pose targeting? A lot of frog is what's happening in the groin. You're getting a stretch to the groin, especially your adductor muscles, your hip adductor muscles, uh, as well as your inner thigh. Okay, so which ones are the adductors? So the adductors are a group of muscles that bring your legs towards the center of your body. The opposite is abduction, where your legs go away from your body. And yes, my arms are doing this in studio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so it's really heavily targeting those. In most bodies, you're going to get at least a little bit of a back bend. Um, and I really like to make sure people are getting uh, at least some sort of softness and relaxation through the upper back in particular. Um, and this one's also really amazing for digestion or for cramps, uh, either from menstruation or just from like eating too much <laughs> or other reasons that you would have abdominal cramps. Um, also something we were talking about before this podcast recording. Yeah, got into the weeds a little bit. I feel like one day we should have like a podcast after dark episode where we'll just leave it recording when we're talking before and after and it can be like a bonus episode because we we get into it sometimes. Behind a paywall maybe? Exactly. (laughs) Um, So another thing that I really love about frog and I say this in class a lot is you're working into both hips at the same weight at the same time. So as much as you feel this in your hips and in your groin it's so good for your back so stay with me here (laughs) and again i'm going to talk about how i talk about it in class Um, at the bottom of your spine you have this bony triangle called a sacrum 
And I like to compare it and think about it in architecture terms. So if you think about a stone arch or a brick arch, there's always a triangle-shaped stone at the top, and that's called your keystone. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work otherwise. If that if that keystone, that triangle, is even an inch off in either direction, the whole archway is going to fail. So this is similar to your body. The only difference is that you're not going to fall and crumble like a stack of bricks would, but what does happen is your muscles compensate. Your ligaments compensate. Your joints compensate. So one hip might lift up a little bit. One shoulder might lift down a little bit. Your ribs might get a little crunchy through the intercostals. Um, So your body builds these compensations and it don't feel good. (laughs) Uh, So as much as frog is a very often noisy sensation in your hips and your groin, it is so good for bringing balance to your body. Okay. So any contraindications, reasons why anybody shouldn't be doing this pose? Yeah, I mean, this might be uncomfortable for you if you have a bad back, if you have a spinal injury, in which case I would suggest you add some padding underneath your torso. Um, Even if one of my favorite things lately in postures is in frog, for instance, my belly doesn't touch the ground. My my chest does. I'm quite comfortable with that. Um, But rather than just letting my body, my belly hang in the air, I'll like shove a rolled up blanket underneath it it's not actually providing support but it's given my body that feedback that something's there so i can relax that connection a more. right yeah something um and one other thing we were talking about before we started recording is that simply letting your belly hang like that is so good like when do you do that in your life hardly ever yeah and i don't is this just a female thing that we like suck in our stomachs 98% of our lives? Do men do this too? Oh, all the time. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so this is just the opposite. You're yeah. letting it hang. And Unless you're really comfortable with your dad bod. And- I mean, nothing wrong with the dad bod. I'm saying it right now. Nothing wrong with the dad bod. <laughs> so let your belly hang. We never do it. It's so good. It's going to help to stretch out all those ligaments that work through the body as well and just give you some space. And it's, it's good. It's a good thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, another contraindication would be like if you have a stiff neck maybe you might want to experiment with having either your chin or your forehead on the mat or even start with your left ear go to the right um if you reach your arms overhead long and straight some people get tingling into the arms yeah i do you do interesting uh one thing you could try is bringing your hands wider Mm -hmm. when you're doing that or maybe take one arm at a time so uh, for instance, cross your left forearm in front of you, maybe even rest your forehead on it and have your right arm stretched out. Okay. And then when you're halfway through, switch. So your right forearm is crossed in front of your chest and your left arm stretches mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Those are the main contraindications. Um, but obviously, if it doesn't feel good in your body, you talk to uh, your instructor. Hmm. Nope, we missed out a very main contraindication, which I think is why you don't love this posture. And that is the knees. Am I right? That's one of the main reasons, yes. Okay, so what do you feel on your knees that makes this not fun? I feel a lot of pressure on my knees. Okay. Does it translate to pain? Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't feel this in my knees in a painful way, but my I suspect why this is is because I can quite comfortably bring my knees quite wide. So I'm no longer on the bony part of the top of my knee, like my, my knee cap is not touching the ground, mm-hmm. that cartilage is not pressing into the ground. Um, it's more the inside of my knee, so it's quite comfortable for me. But if your hips aren't as weird as mine, um, your knees are closer together, it's more the top of your knee on the mat. So what do you do to alleviate the pain here, Stephen? 
I, I try not to put too much of my body weight on, on that area. Yeah. Um, other than that, I would modify the pose as best I could. Yeah. So you can experiment with hips a little forward or a little back. You can add padding underneath your knees. Are there any other modifications? Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of modifications for this one. I think one of the most popular ones is just to practice it on your back. And I think that's what you usually do, especially from home. I I had been doing that for a while, yes. Yeah. So do you want to tell us how you do it from home then? (laughs) Um, From home, I would position myself on my back and soles of my feet um, either against the wall or against my couch. Yeah. And that's an important one is to have the soles of your feet uh, against something or you pretend they're against something Mm -hmm. uh, and your toes point wide. This is a really nice one because you have so much control over what's happening and how much intensity you have. Uh, If you want more intensity, you can place your forearms on the insides of your thighs. If you want less, you could even add blocks on the outsides of your thighs to prop open, uh, to prop your legs up. That's a really nice one if you do have a groin injury or maybe some pelvic instability and this Mm -hmm. just isn't comfortable for you. Uh, Those are some of my favorite variations in that. Um, If you practice this variation on your back, something that might happen especially with a spine injury is you might feel your sacrum lifting off the ground so that very very bottom of your spine might start popping off the ground if that's you move your hips further away from the wall one of my favorite variations of this posture is i kind of do the opposite i am in the posture my knees are on the mat but i place the soles of my feet against the wall behind me okay Uh, I find what this helps me do is just add some stability and lets me get a little deeper into the posture. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I keep my hips over my knees, but my feet can go a little bit wider and then I'm not sliding in either direction. All I need to worry about is my knees going wider. And are they just touching the wall or are you actively pushing against the wall? Definitely just pressing, just touching. Um, The only time I would suggest you actively press is if you're coming in and out of the posture or maybe you want to make some small adjustments to Mm. it. Uh, So me, for me, if I wanted to bring my knees in closer together, I would press my feet into the wall so that I had a little leverage to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the variation that I'm liking right now that I've been doing probably the last couple of months is uh, just like a single leg frog. Yeah, that's another really good variation. So when you do the single leg frog, what does that look like? So instead of uh, actually being on my knees and with my uh, my hips up in the air, mm-hmm. it's more lying flat on the mat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, with the one leg up in that bent 90 degree angle and position there on the one leg. Right. So for example, your right knee would stick straight out from your right hip, your right foot straight back from your right mm-hmm. knee. Right. Um, you can also add a back bend to this really easily. So I'll often teach this from Sphinx, you know, we'll be in Sphinx with your mm-hmm. elbows underneath yep. your shoulders. And I'll say, you know, you can come into half frog here. Uh, that's a really nice variation. Yeah. And I find that that alleviates all the pressure on my uh, knees that I'm not uh, not a fan of in this position. So. Yeah, it really would. And if you are not getting enough sensation in this posture, another thing you can do is, yes, your right knee comes up so it sticks straight up from your right hip. But you could tuck a block or two underneath your right calf and thigh to elevate your leg higher than your hips or a little bit higher. In in the half frog position? In the half frog, okay. that's right. Um, my only caution would be to make sure your hips are still really equal. The tendency would be to let your right hip lift up there and float with your leg, but you're losing mm. some of the adductor stretch. I can, I, I can also see it kind of coming out on the opposite side. Yeah, exactly. Well too, your right? left hip will jut out. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So be cautious of those. Um, 
When I teach this posture for a really long time, uh, and first I want to blame Risto for this, actually, Risto Duggan, who we've done an episode with previously. When yes, he teaches he this, yeah, when he teaches this posture, he'll teach it for up to 20 minutes at a time. 20 um, minutes. I remember yeah. him saying 14. Oh, well, I've definitely know. been in for longer than that, but sure, we'll call it 14. Okay, so sure. up to 14 minutes at a time, which is still longer than I've ever taught it. Um, and it, it's doable, though. So if I'm going to settle my students in for a really long frog, I'll have people start in a wide knee child's pose. It's not okay. the same. Yep. You, you're still getting a gentle hip stretch a little bit into the adductors, depending on your body as well. Um, it is really good for the sacrum. For It's both hips at the same time, so you get that balancing aspect. Uh, so when I'm teaching this for a long time, I'll have everyone start in a wide knee child's pose. Mm-hmm. I'll stay, say stay here or maybe come to tadpole. Tadpole is knees wide feet together, uh, hips in the air over your knees, and chest melts down towards the mat. Okay. If that's comfortable, they can transition to frog, which is knees wide, feet wide, chest on the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of them accomplish the same thing. Tadpole is a nice variation if it's a little too much. Um, or if you've gotten halfway through the posture and frog is a little too much, rather than worrying about walking your knees in closer together, you might be able to hang out a bit longer if you just bring your heels a little closer together. That changes the angle of things a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when I say I'm not a fan of the posture, um, it's really just that feeling of, that feeling and the sensation in my knees. Sometimes in the hips as well, too, because they can be super tight. Yeah. And, and that can be a little uh, too much at, at times. But I understand what it's doing in the body and how beneficial it is for, yeah. for the hips as well, too, it's which I'm so a big good. fan of. Yeah. I, just, I just don't like how it feels at times. That's fair. And do you ever feel this in the outside of your hips? Sometimes we'll see students get some like cramping in the outside of their hips in this one. That can happen. Yeah. Um, I've also noticed a lot of releasing happening in the yeah. outside of the hips too, yeah. which is in line with uh, so much of the benefits of this posture. Yeah, it is. It's a lovely posture. Uh, another variation that I see students practice sometimes is... Uh, you know, their chest will come to the mat, hips in the air above their knees. They'll put one cheek to the ground, like either the right ear and cheek or the left ear and cheek. And then rather than their arms coming long and straight overhead, they'll bring them back between their legs. So a little Mm. bit different on the shoulders, a little different on the hips. Um, Nice variation to experiment with, if nothing else. Right. Yeah. I think those are all my favorite variations, but it's certainly not an exhaustive list. If you have some variations you like more, I mean, let your teacher know. Mm-hmm. Let, uh, let us know too we'd like yeah, to know yeah we'd love to see your variations and this posture uh and you know it is a wonderful posture so work on this and if it's not working your body come chat with your instructor and they'll help make it work for you because the stretch the adductors the stretch the groin the thigh is a really unique one that you don't see replicated a lot uh, and we want to make this work for you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> all right cool I do want to touch on one final thing in this posture that we'll circle back a little bit. A really nice benefit of this, if you can stretch your arms towards the top of your mat, is you're going to get a gentle chest and shoulder opening. Mm -hmm. We don't talk often about meridian lines when I'm teaching or on the podcast, but you're stressing the, or you're targeting the meridian lines of your um, heart and lungs. And just in general, it's a nice one to 
really just extend the front side of your body. Find some space, find some opening. So if you are not comfortable stretching both arms towards the top of your mat, try the one arm at a time, like I suggested to mm-hmm. you. Or out at a different angle. Yeah, well too, right? a little bit wider towards the edges of your mat. Um, I have practiced this before with my chest on the mat, my forehead or chin on the mat, and then place my block, my hands on blocks at the top of my mat. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting even more stretch into my arms. Um, but again, I don't really have any restrictions in my shoulders or my hips. This is quite a comfortable posture for me. So your mileage may vary. Right. Yeah. So think about that aspect as well. We don't often talk about it. And I don't think we often notice it because this is such a noisy posture in the hips, the groin for most people. Uh, but you're getting a ton of benefit to the shoulders, the chest as well, if you're able to get some of that elongation while you're okay. practicing. And I think that's about all I have to say about frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've hit on a lot of its good points. So, But as we said, if you have questions, if you have feedback, if you want to share your froggy thoughts, let us know mm-hmm. and hope to hear from you soon. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. 